0: Welcome to Season 2 of More Talk, Less Rock. In this first episode, we talk about how our lives have changed since recording Season 1, due mostly to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's important for us to note that we recorded this episode on May 24th, the day before George Floyd was murdered by Minneapolis police. We want to keep the global conversation about systemic racism and police brutality going, Otherwise, it will likely fade away again before meaningful, effective, and lasting changes are made to dismantle those systems. It is our responsibility to use our platform to keep the momentum going. We will be providing specific calls to action at the start of every episode this season to encourage our listeners to fight against systemic racism and police brutality.
1: Today we are recommending Educate Yourself. In the show notes of this episode, we posted links to free ebooks provided by Verso Books and Haymarket Books about anti fascism and police brutality and abolition. These two publishers have been making even more anti racism texts available for free as they are able, so keep checking back for updates. You can also buy any of these texts and other books on anti racism from Black owned independent bookstores if you have the means. But since these resources are being made available for free, consider donating the money you would have spent on those texts to a Black-led organization of your choosing.
0: As we bring you up to speed in this this first... Fuck.
1: <laughs> we would like to take... Just like, (laughs) I think you should just fucking uh like welcome to the black parade, bitches. Here we are, (laughs) season two. Uh, I wish I had my fucking midi controller set up. I can go do
0: (laughs) do do because I know how to play it. I figured it out yesterday. It was really easy. (laughs) Hi, I'm Rachel and I'm Lauren. We play together in the band Coping Skills, but um. We've sort of put that on hold for a little bit because we prefer to just do all of the talking together. <laughs> so the, so the, the, band, the band is on the back
1: burner and the podcast is on the front burner.
0: And everyone knows that the front burner is the best burner.
1: It's always the one that burns the hottest and it boils your water the quickest when you just want pasta immediately. It's the best place to be. So, so here's the that's pasta. That's where we are now. This is the <laughs> pasta. <laughs> this this is, is
0: More Talk, talk less, less Rock. rock we really do love pasta
1: damn I want some pasta I just want
0: Welcome to this, the first episode of the second season of More Talk, Less Rock. You made it, and so did we.
1: They didn't (laughs) think we would do it, but we did it, and we're here. (laughs) Even though all of the odds were stacked against us. (laughs) Mostly uh, our own odds that we create in our own minds. I don't know that anyone else actually had any odds stacked against us. Um, Well, the, (laughs) the odds were this, right? The odds were I was about to be on tour
0: when, this, when we started airing this show for That's true. two plus months and then some, <laughs> um, you were working many days a week, all of them almost. And yeah, which is
1: kind of the reason why we uh, only did like uh, a, pre- a predetermined six episodes for the first season because it was like, well, when are we going to have the opportunity to, to record again and be in the same place? Yeah, it would um, be
0: hard for us at, at the time, would have been hard for <laughs> us to do Um, weekly-ish episodes on, like, a regular Mm -hmm. production schedule because our lives were just so different.
1: (laughs) But then... But then... (laughs) But then... (laughs) We all end up just having to stay home all the time anyway, so it did not really matter. Um, (laughs) The big sad
0: happened. The big sad
1: happened, and... uh, We are in the midst of a pandemic. COVID-19 has taken over all of our lives, uh, and we are going to podcast through it, because what else is there to do? Because there, there isn't.
0: I mean, I, I have been home for two-plus months. Yeah, that's a, a, a longer l-
1: stretch that I think you're used to at it, this point. It is the longest I
0: have been home in years, Um. And I realized a couple weeks ago that this is the longest that I have been without going to or working a show in, like, eight to ten years. Yeah. Which is wild. Because I don't count live streams in that. Like, it's just not the same experience. If I'm not leaving my house... Well, I shouldn't say if I'm not leaving my house, it's not a show, because I did live in multiple house show venues. But... um, (laughs) I don't know. If I don't have to leave my bedroom, I guess I'm not really at a show.
1: It feels different if I'm just, like, in, uh... If I'm not drinking a six-pack with the boys, then... <laughs> <laughs> then what is this all been about? So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a lot gonna... of time at home. Yeah, so uh,
0: here, here I am in, in one of my closets. Um, please hold for the joke there. <laughs> it is not a comfortable place you, uh... to be, as many of the community knows. Um, but, but it is what the time has brought back for us. This is a, a, a literal rather than a figurative closet. Yes. I have um, a great pineapple lamp that my friend, our friend Chelsea gave me, which is illuminating the space. The lovely
1: yellow hue. I think, uh, Rachel sent me a pic of it. I think we need to post that, uh, that picture on the, on the, the social, the social oh, it medias. Is,
0: it is planned to happen.
1: Oh, good! Oh. It's a great light. Thank you. Love a little neon light. It is really, really
0: doing its job in here. Yeah.
1: So that's a that's a, a lot of time at home. Um, not all of it spent in the closet, but some of it. Most of um, it, in fact,
0: spent not in the closet. Yeah. Anymore.
1: How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Oh. As.
0: As the. As the great poet Cheryl Crow has said every day is a winding road and that is really kind of the motto that I'm living my life by at this point yeah um I don't know it's like every day is both very different and the same I uh am I am mostly doing okay as I will say I think overall it could be a lot worse and I could feel a lot worse I feel very lucky that I am currently financially stable despite being out of work. Um, I don't have to go into the public very often, which I would find very scary to have to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I have lots of things that I want to be working on and I'm making an active effort to be working on. And it is not always easy. And I do not no. always do a good job of it. But um I I've been doing yoga with Adrian almost every day.
1: <gasps> I am obsessed with her. Isn't she great? Doesn't she make it you feel so good? Makes me want to be a better person. Yeah. Um I've started doing like the some of the short like uh like morning, like wake up Yeah. Uh, videos she has like a like a 30 minute like morning yoga or whatever that i have done a couple of days i want to start one of the uh like 30 day yoga challenges that she has that's how i got hooked
0: that's how like when you have because it's easier when it's laid out for you right it's like this is what i'm gonna oh, yeah. do today i don't have to look through a 100 videos and figure out what my vibe is it's just like yeah. day one day two day three day four and um I think that was really fundamental in me building the habit uh, Mm -hmm. because now when I, like, usually when I get up in the morning, I'll do it, like, after I wash my face. Um, Mm -hmm. But some days it's just, like, not there. But usually by the end of the day, I'll be like, you know what? I want to do this. And getting to the point of a habit you've wanted to build where it's, like, your brain is, is, like, having the idea for you and you don't have to, like, make it happen. You know what I mean? It becomes like muscle memory. It's so cool. Yeah. So I have so many habits that I'm trying to build right now. And the important thing is that I've been a lot easier on myself for not getting there every day than I have been in the past. But Pandemic um, brain is a real thing. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) But I don't know. I'm trying to, like, um, practice piano for half an hour every day and do, like, guitar technique stuff for half an hour every day and do – like online learning stuff mm. for like an hour every day. I really want to get a lot better with Ableton, so I've been watching a lot of videos on that. Some of which are really good, and some of which are really, really unbearable. But um, <laughs> and you know, I don't, I don't reach all of my goals every day. It's like hardly ever that I do no. all of the things that I want to do. But just like having a list of like markers and like easily attainable markers mm-hmm. to build off of has been a lot more helpful than like when I'm home for a two week stretch between tours and have been like, Oh great. Now I'm home. I can work on all of the projects
1: and then don't do a single fucking thing. Yeah. And then also like two weeks is not really a long time. And then your life kind of gets, you know,
0: yeah. upended
1: again and it was hard to get in the habit of doing anything for two weeks when, you know that, you know, for however many weeks after that, you're not going to be in the same environment or, you know, have the same things available to you.
0: Yeah, it's a big adjustment period. And normally half the time when I'm home for two weeks, I spend I spend half the time going and, like, hanging out with friends and catching up with people I haven't seen in a while and just mm-hmm. um, investing myself in that rather than the things that I feel amped up to do now that I've been on tour. Yeah, um, So we just now that we're 2 months deep i'm <laughs> my brain is rewired
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's real i've like i yeah i've kind of gotten into a little bit of a groove mhm uh where it's like i lauren's new groove lauren's new groove uh the lauren's new groove um Honestly, in that film. tag yourself, I would be the emperor, but it's Lauren's That's, new groove now. And I would, oh my god, what Pacha, 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 Pacha's, yeah. uh, Pacha's like a, a saint, John Goodman, uh, John Goodman.
0: <laughs>
1: Anywho, tell me <laughs> about Absolutely. your new groove. Um, my new groove is that well, I have uh one job that I've managed to keep doing from home, and since uh. It is a receptionist job where before I would sit in a school and sit at a desk in front of a computer and answer phones and do all that. I basically do the exact same thing, but just uh, sitting at my desk in my bedroom, in front of my computer, in my bedroom, and then have calls forwarded to my cell phone in my bedroom. And it's been weird, but... Surprisingly, like not that different. Except, it sounds I sounds sort of idyllic for you. Yeah, except I like you know I get out of bed at eight fifty for my nine o'clock start <laughs> <laughs> instead of what I was doing before, which is waking up at like six forty-five so I could get like an hour and fifteen minute bus ride. Oof, to work. Uh, so this is actually has worked out a lot better for me, um, but it is weird to not have to go anywhere. So let me, let
0: me ask you, like, one big difference in our personalities is that I like to go places and you do not, typically. Yeah. Um, and so, like, do you find that now that you really can't go places even if you wanted to, it makes mm-hmm. you wish you could go places more than you used to?
1: God, I really wish I could say yes, but honestly... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, what I would like to do is I would like to see a lot of the people that I haven't been able to see, and I would, would like to hang out with, you know, a lot of my friends. I would like to hang out with you in person. I would like to you know, feel like I can leave my house and go do things without like feeling stressed out and panicking all the time while Mm -hmm. it's happening. But I am just naturally the kind of person that feels very comfortable being at home and being, you know, finding ways to occupy myself. So this is not like, like the being at home or being forced to stay home is not the stressful part for me. Like, I don't, I don't think I feel as, like, restless as a lot of people. And I do attribute that also to, like, I live with three other people. So, like, it's not like I don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's been, like, I have found myself kind of stressing out about what's going to happen when I'm, uh, like, forced to go back and do things. And I have, like, obligations outside of my house. And uh, I don't know.
0: What middle, about like, that f- is stressing you
1: out? I, <laughs> I just like forget. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna forget how to like, you know, go be a person on the outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least you have three people to a practice being a person with on the inside.
1: I know exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like. At first, I felt like being home from tour and not being able to go out almost every night was sort mm-hmm. of a blessing because it forced me to be inside and like do the things that I would always say toward the end of a tour that I wanted to do when I got home. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, in the first couple of weeks I repainted my living room and I have finally, you know, I've lived in this house for over a year and I finally started hanging a bunch of art on the walls. Cause I like yeah. really struggle with making places that I live into homes, thinking that I'm going to end up leaving soon enough anyway. Which mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And like redecorated space and started working on projects. But I am at a point where I just want to go to anywhere <laughs> and be with anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like I'm lucky. I have one housemate and he's really great And we, like, have some routines that we've built together and um, I feel supported and not as lonely as I would be if I was by myself. But it's just, Mm -hmm. like, I am used to being cooped up with anywhere from four to ten other people (laughs) for extended periods of time. And, like, just, like, spending all day every day with my with my tour families Mm -hmm. so like i'm used to needing to escape for a half an hour to just like recenter whereas now i am so centered that i would like to
1: (laughs) you are truly as centered as you have ever been you're almost (laughs) too centered yeah i i feel very centered (laughs) they're like i need to break out
0: (laughs) one step closer
1: to the edge I'm about to break I'm about to break um that's true yeah I mean but even just like work just like going to a place every day and then all of a sudden you don't have to go there anymore it feels like um like being home from school for the summer almost yeah (laughs) (laughs) in a weird way
0: (laughs) yeah oh wow I never thought about it like that but that is super real
1: Yeah, it's like you remember going to school every day and then all of a sudden it's summer vacation and you don't have to do that anymore. And it's like, uh, uh, what do I do now? What's my routine? Yeah. Gosh. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But I think it's... This is going to be the longest summer vacation of my life, I think. Oh, God, I know. Um, Because with, with the touring industry, it... I was in the middle of a tour and we had to cancel it and come home. And, um, you know, all of those venues, all of the venues had to close down so quickly and cancel all of their sources of income. And they're going to be some of the last to open probably. I mean, even Mm -hmm. when they can open, it's going to be super reduced capacity. Maybe even people being forced to sit in or stand in boxes, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. And because independent venues especially um, don't have huge profit margins, you know, a lot of places make money off alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very scary looking at in the future of not only my job, but um, the whole system built around that that allows my job to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to take a moment to say that um the best thing you can do right now to support the live music industry, which I think people who listen to this podcast care about considering it is called More Talk, Less Rock. <laughs> but it's not no rock. We still want the rock. I think um, it is
1: very important that we emphasize the 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 less rock. Yeah. And not no rock. Yeah. There's still there's still some some rock involved in this. To keep, we would like to save it. Yeah, to keep the
0: rock, um, you can keep tickets to shows that you've already bought. You can buy tickets to shows when they come on sale. You can support artists by buying merch and music from them directly. You can um, buy venue merch from their websites. And mm-hmm. there's a an organization called Save Our Stages um, run by... NEVA, which is the National Independent Venue Association, um, that is trying to get funding from Congress for independent venues. And so if you search NEVA and IVA, you can also, um, they like make it really easy to contact your representatives to make sure that venues get money so that they can stay afloat in this very scary time. Um, mm-hmm. We would both really appreciate if you would do that. I love my job and I miss it dearly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really do consider myself incredibly lucky that I am able to wait through this relatively unscathed, more Mm -hmm. or less. Um, Having some sort of, the work schedule that I still have to abide by has been helpful with, you know, making the days go by quicker and and keeping some sort of schedule. Um, but I can see how that would be harder for you um, when all of your work is is on the road, um, is out in the world where we're not allowed to be. Yeah,
0: um, I've had, gosh, since since March thirteenth, I have had four tours canceled or postponed um, the soonest work no. that I have on the books right now is October late October and you know who knows if that will even be allowed to happen so um, I think it's important to keep in mind that if if you want live music to come back when it can come back you need to make sure that these mm-hmm. these venues get to keep their spots
1: yeah and I mean we've both, you know, we both play music. We've both worked in venues. I think that would be really important to us to, um, make sure those venues are there when we're allowed to return to them. And outside of, you know, just what's going on with our personal lives, uh, this pandemic is affecting a little bit how we make the show in like, uh, you know, technical ways. Like we're not in the same room right now. We're kind of recording remotely. Um, but also in kind of like, I feel like different ways we think about content and like how we can sort of change things around and and maybe try to use this new setup to our advantage, hopefully. Or maybe just like try to make as, as good episodes as we can under the circumstances.
0: Yeah, the, the one, I guess, piece of good news is that um, it has opened up our schedules to make more episodes as quickly as possible. <laughs> and so here we are hanging out in closets and under sheets and whatever we got to do so that, um, so that not an
1: exaggeration. You are literally in a closet and I'm literally under a sheet. Yes.
0: Yes. Literally (laughs) in a closet hunched over causing more back pain, which is why I do yoga with Adrian every day. And, um, (laughs) because we really like making the show. And so we feel grateful that we have the resources available to keep doing it, even though we can't, make this season the way that we made the first season yeah uh, but we're gonna do the best we can
1: to bring Absolutely. you
0: all of the bits and all of the banter that you <laughs> definitely love
1: <laughs> yeah definitely no and i think definitely love too and this is where i put it. sponsored ad if i had one sorry lost the happy but the happy's back
0: and speaking of all of the bits that you know and absolutely, definitely love, we mm-hmm. put up a survey at the end of season one to get some feedback from the people who listen to the show, a.k.a. all of you, to see what we were doing well and what you maybe wanted us to change for this season. Um, mm-hmm. And what we learned, first and foremost of all, is that everybody loves Annalad. 57% <laughs> of people said that their favorite episode was Annalad's episode. So if you love Anna so much, maybe you should just listen to her podcast instead or in addition to our podcast.
1: <laughs> you could just do that. I mean, if you did it instead, I wouldn't even be offended.
0: It is called So Help Me and it's on Gimlet Media and it is three episodes and very good. So maybe you should listen to that and then come back to this because it's only three episodes and we are making many more.
1: I love Anna Lad. Um Who who doesn't? How could you not? I don't not? know anyone who doesn't. Um, I wouldn't trust anyone who doesn't personally. Mm, good um, rule. Uh, anytime Anna Ladd is on the show, I think will probably be our best content, um, or at least the people seem to think so.
0: <laughs> yeah, as Allison said, Anna Ladd is an inspiration. That's true. Um, Allison also said that the re- the episode resonates with me because I have too recently discovered I do not have to be great at everything, and that is something that I really take to heart and have been inspired by Anna Ladd from as a person who. Often gives up at things very quickly when I am not immediately the best. There it ever does was. feel
1: liberating oh, when God, you yes. when you get past that um, and realize that being good at a thing does not always have to be the goal. Um, no, you can just you enjoy
0: know. the act of learning something or the act of doing something. It's about the journey,
1: not the destination. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I like. Uh, what this anonymous person said when uh, they said more analog quoting Jason Kelsey's Super Bowl parade speech. I agree with that also, absolutely.
0: When we filmed that or recorded, I guess when we recorded that episode, I did not know that the whole hungry dogs run faster was the Jason Kelsey Super Bowl parade speech, and I learned that later <laughs> thanks to this comment. So. Wait, I didn't. Shit. Know.
1: I just, I just thought. Is that Adam what they were talking written? about? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So you didn't know either. I just told you. But Anna was like, "Hungry dogs do, do run, run faster." faster. <laughs> um. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Incredible. I really. Uh, um. I want to go listen to Jason Kelsey's uh, Super Bowl parade speech because um, I missed it in real time because uh, I was working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was in the hospital.
1: Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just in the hospital during that parade speech. That's why
0: I don't know. I just realized that. I have a really good excuse for not knowing his parade (laughs) speech, despite it happening over two years ago. I was in the ICU with pneumonia. So... Oh, my God. There you have it. Um,
1: Well... I think we both need to get caught up.
0: The other big thing that we learned and were surprised to learn is that fifty-seven percent of people who voted picked Tag Yourself as one of their favorite bits.
1: I was not expecting that.
0: Not <laughs> At all not even a little bit. <laughs> did we think we we really thought because it was so overly self indulgent <laughs> that everybody would pick that as their least favorite bit. <laughs> Uh, but y'all really like to hear us talk about ourselves, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, um, you know, I know we talk about being intentionally self-indulgent a lot, but I feel like this is a true, like, uh, it's like a Russian nesting doll of self-indulgence where it's (laughs) like you have the self-indulgent bit within the self-indulgent episode of the self-indulgent podcast and it just like keeps getting bigger and bigger until it consumes us all. Yes.
0: Um, absolutely. (laughs) What's maybe even more so my favorite part about tag yourself being voted as a favorite bit is that most of the people who voted in the survey were complete strangers or like they were anonymous or people whose names I did not recognize when I had to email them the two songs that we made um and I was under the impression that most of the people who (laughs) listened to the show were people we knew personally and it is a wonderful revelation to find out that that is not the case (laughs) So thank you for listening to this, even though you feel no obligation as our personal friends to listen to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is like kind of hard to get out of that mindset when you first start doing something that like the people that you know and the people that care about you are going to be the only people that listen or care about the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's just like not how anything works. Um, And it is really cool to kind of see that on paper in numbers that we... uh, we can be entertaining to other people, too, even people that don't care about us. Yes. And I think that's lovely.
0: It, it warms, warms, my, my, my <laughs> warms my little heart here. Warms my little heart. Other things that warm my little heart was uh-huh. Mike's comment that uh, Mike says, I like the diversity of episode structures, so I hope you don't feel pressured to settle on one format. Thanks for the show.
1: Thank you for the comment, Mike. <laughs> I I personally have never uh, felt pressure to settle on anything in this context, especially.
0: (laughs) Um, Our our whole intention was never to really make it a a structured um, episode show. We kind of want there to be variety every episode, so you never 100% know what you're going to get. Us too. It's
1: fun for you and fun, yeah, fun for you and fun for us as well to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, so thank you, Mike. Um, we we like the diversity, too. That's a, a, a lovely, lovely comment. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lauren, would you like to comment on Alex's comment? I would love to comment on Alex's comment. Um, Alex says, the game show was very good. And Alex, I agree. The game show was very good.
0: Alex, I also... Uh, I'm under the impression that perhaps you specifically commented on the game show because you also asked to participate in the game show on another episode. Um, and so, James Cassar, if you're listening, Alex Northrop has, has um, selected you to be their potential teammate on a future episode of the Newly Friend game. And if this is something that interests you, you can email us at rock. At gmail.com. And we will send it to committee. <laughs> of course, we are the committee.
1: <laughs> the committee of two. The committee of you and the committee of me. And we will vote and we will see what happens. Mm, I hope we don't get a tie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We need someone else to join the More Talk, Less Rock board. Yes. Mm. Maybe AnnaLad. Probably AnnaLad. AnnaLad, <laughs> if you're listening and you want to be on our um, podcast board of trustees, uh, <laughs> Hit us up. Um, uh, this, uh, this other comment here, uh, this is from an anonymous person, and I was a little bit confused by it. I would like to read uh, the whole thing, if you don't mind. Oh, please do. Um, anonymous says, the editing, good as it was, could be improved upon. The times when you would cut in to add a comment, quote, from the future, or to, quote, roll back the tape... We're well done, and while you don't want to run the bit into the ground, you could definitely continue those into season two. Now, for one thing, um, I would absolutely run a bit into the ground, and I would have a lot of fun doing so. Um, I think we have (laughs) almost
0: exclusively run bits into the ground. Dare I bring up the um, Fuck Me Up Ben Gibbard tour of 2017. (laughs) Where we, we, Coping Skills, the band, has a song called Fuck Me Up, Ben Gibbard, and we bought concert tickets to see Ben Gibbard play a show at Talia Hall in Chicago, and then we booked a whole tour around going to see the show at Talia Hall in Chicago, and then we commissioned artwork by Mike Smazilo where he illustrated Ben Gibbard on the cover of Death Cab for Cutie's album, Transatlanticism, and we made that into a tour poster, and then we covered a... Death Cab for Cutie song and a postal service song on the tour every night. One, or, we picked one song to cover every night. We didn't go too hard,
1: obviously, but um, <laughs> that would be drawing the line. That would that's, be drawing that's the line. Too far, too far. <laughs> Two covers, too many. Uh, there was only one show one where we were not
0: allowed to play a cover because it was the venue's stupid rule. But
1: um, honestly, like I. That's the kind of thing where it's like, if you have a cover that's part of your set and you want to play the cover and someone says you can't, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, if I worked at a venue and then people just kept playing the same covers, maybe I would get annoyed with that too. But I think we were playing a cover that not many people would play, and I think it was good. I would I argue that cool. nobody
0: has covered that Postal Service song at that venue in Rock <laughs> Island, fucking Illinois or Iowa or wherever the fuck. Quad
1: uh, Cities. Quad Cities.
0: Quad Cities. Ever before. And I guess nobody ever will. So. <laughs> but the point is, we will, and we have, and we will again, run the bit into the ground. So, if that is not what you are looking for in your podcast, you have come to the wrong
1: place and the wrong hosts. However... <laughs> um... You did say that uh, the editing could be improved upon, which is uh, constructive criticism, and we do take that very seriously and appreciate that. Um, However, after you said that the editing could be improved upon, you said, um, well, you gave us two different examples of uh, the editing being good. You didn't really give us any examples of how the editing could be improved upon. So I'm a little bit confused. Um, If you have any specific... Uh, places where the editing was no good, I would love to hear it, um, but thank you for pointing out those other two parts, uh, where you thought it was good. We do
0: always appreciate compliments, um, Mm -hmm. but since you are anonymous, we could not contact you directly to say, hey, what do you actually think could be improved about the editing? Thanks for the compliments. Um, Mm -hmm. however... You also said that you loved comments on comments. So you are welcome that we are now also <laughs> commenting on your comments. Please give us another comment so that we can comment on it in the future.
1: <laughs> this is going to be just like a continuing cycle of commenting on that same comment. And we'll just comment back on the same comment. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see where this goes. And then the podcast is going to be great by the end. Yeah, the editing
0: is going to be chef's it's gonna be kiss so good. flawless.
1: It's going to be the best edited podcast that there ever was.
0: And the final comment that we would like to comment on Mm -hmm. is Brian's comment of more episodes, question mark, (laughs) (laughs) as a way to improve the show. (laughs) So
1: um, here it is. I guess you're welcome. (laughs) I I like that Brian basically just said, you could improve the show by making more of it. Which was always the the plan. Yeah, so maybe the more episodes we make, the better it'll be. Yeah, is that what you're saying, Brian?
0: I hope so. It will get better as we do it more?
1: All Um, we have to do is do it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 10,000 hours, they say. Thank you Um, for that
1: comment, Brian. Um, Here are the more episodes that you requested. Brian
0: also sent us an email with... Our first tag-yourself suggestion from our listeners, so thank you for that. Um, and Brian's tag-yourself suggestion, are you ready, Mm-hmm. was Garfield and John Arbuckle
1: from <laughs> the comic strip
0: Garfield. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: what do you that's think? That's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Brian also self-identifies self as normal. in case anybody was curious. He included that in the email.
1: Oh, he self-identifies as what? Normal. What Nermal. is Nermal? Nermal is
0: another character. See, I kind oh of had God. the same question, because I n- didn't spend a lot of time on Garfield. I was always a big <laughs> Peanuts comic strip fan.
1: Are you going to Nerm- send me some, uh, uh, some information about Garfield lore?
0: Oh, yes. So I <laughs> went onto Garfield.com. Which is a website that exists. And And that I will now uh, um, bookmark. (laughs) Yes. And the bio for Nermal on Garfield.com says, Nermal calls himself, quote, the world's cutest kitten, end quote. He often ridicules Garfield's looks and age, but Garfield gets in his licks. He often mails Nermal to Abu Dhabi. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Wait, that's just an ongoing bit in Garfield yeah. where he just puts a cat in a box and <laughs> ships it out. Yeah.
0: It says, Nermal was introduced as a kitten belonging to John's parents, but now he's just a neighborhood cat who simply wanders into Garfield's house to annoy the Krabby Tabby. So, wow. Brian, that is very interesting that you not only identify as Nermal, but that you have told us that unrequested.
1: I feel like I know a lot
0: about Brian now. I just I just know so much about you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um Brian
1: is the normal of this podcast right now. Y- just yes. walking in.
0: <laughs> to say hello, it is me. I'm the world. Say hello. <laughs> More episodes,
1: please. <laughs> um, but back I, to us. Yeah, I kind of want to know where Odie fits in in all this. Okay. So Um I would love to tell you. Okay. Um,
0: Odie's bio on Garfield.com. Lovable, playful, and brainless as a brick. That's Odie, Garfield's faithful friend and whipping dog. Dumb. (gasps) It took Odie three years just to learn how to breathe. His IQ is so low you have to dig for it. Odie was originally owned by John's roommate Lyman, but Lyman left and Odie, much to Garfield's chagrin, remained.
1: I love that you kind of uh, did your like NPR voice a little bit there. (laughs) Did did it work for you? Did it really? Oh yeah, no, it was very good. It was very good. (laughs) So
0: I think it is fair to say that um, none of us are Odie.
1: Yeah, that's true. I feel like um, sometimes I feel a little bit like Odie, only because I feel like Odie is just kind of like around and just like chaos (laughs) keeps chaos keeps happening around him. (laughs) And like I feel it sometimes. Yes, um, but I don't know that I would call myself. What what was the phrase? Brainless as a brick. A brick. Lovable, playful, and brainless as a brick. Okay, that's I'd like Odie. to. I I would like to be lovable and playful, but maybe not brainless as a brick. Yeah. Um, that's very funny. <laughs> um, I know so much more about the Garfield comic strips than I did before. And we haven't even
0: gotten into the, the actual tag yourself of the thing. Oh, I know. So,
1: wait, do you, have, do you have bios on John Arbuckle?
0: I I sure do. John Q. Arbuckle. Q! Yes. We don't know what the Q stands for. Um, or at least Garfield.com does not say.
1: but It's just a funny letter to have in the middle of your name.
0: <laughs> it's probably Quincy or something. Um, <laughs> decent but dull. With a fatally flawed fashion sense, John is a geek with a heart of gold. Originally, John was a cartoonist. These days, he seems to have his hands full playing straight man to Garfield. With his wardrobe straight out of Geeks R Us and his pathetic pickup lines, the hopelessly unhip John is always courting disaster. And what I really like is that Jim Davis, there's also like a Jim Davis quote as trivia about John. And it says the name John Arbuckle came from an old coffee commercial I remember hearing. I'd also use the name as as an expert source to add credibility to my speeches when i created the comic strip the name just seemed to fit the kind of poor sap who would get stuck with a cranky cat like garfield (laughs) which is really lovely i think um i didn't realize that john was such a was considered such like a unhip guy you know yeah i also his turtleneck is just okay (laughs) like fine
1: well there is also like kind of a running uh from what I recall, there's kind of a running thing throughout the comics about how he's, like, bad with women and, like, can't get a date or whatever. He's kind of just, like, a little bit of a square. Um, But what I didn't know is that he was supposed to be, like, a cartoonist. Yeah. Um, Which I think is kind of hilarious, like, writing uh, a comic that is itself a cartoon it's about a guy meta. who makes cartoons. Yeah. Um I... Wow. Um, I, I would like to know what I <laughs> have to say about Garfield. And I feel I, like we need all the information before we can make a... Uh, an informed
0: know, decision.
1: An informed decision.
0: Well, I would love yes. to tell you that Garfield's favorite food is lasagna. That's classic. After my own heart. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure it comes from his background because his bio says, Garfield is a fat, lazy, cynical, but endearing cat. Born in the kitchen of Mama Leone's Italian restaurant, Garfield weighed five pounds, six ounces at birth, and right from the start, he showed a passion for Italian food. The restaurant owner, forced to choose between Garfield and closing his doors for a lack of pasta, sold Garfield to a pet store. Garfield thought he was a goner until John Arbuckle walked in the door. Garfield loves TV and hates Mondays. He's all sass and sarcasm, but he has a soft side, too. He loves his teddy bear, Pookie, and deep down, he loves his owner, John, and his dopey pal, Odie. Aww. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, it's nice that we've gotten to bring this back around to pasta, I will say. Yeah, Um, I
1: love that. Um, I love that for us. Uh, Another Garfield fun fact, which has nothing to do with the comic strip, but uh, that house that I grew up in, that I lived in for like my entire childhood, was on Garfield Avenue, Aww. So, like, in my head, I associate the word Garfield with, like, my house <laughs> before, like, the cat. But I think, based on that information, I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know, this is hard. Like, obviously, we're both into the pasta thing. Um, yeah, so that's that, really, that, that that's one really trait like a, might be a wash. itself out, yeah. Yeah, that one trait might be a wash. Um... I think you're Garfield.
0: Yeah, I think I have to agree that I am Garfield. Um, There are certain Garfield traits that we both have, Mm -hmm. but I think it is more indicative of my overall outward personality than yours.
1: Yeah, in terms of, like, pure chaos, like, I think you have a little bit of an
0: edge over me. L- like the cynical but endearing, all sass yeah. and sarcasm but has a soft side. That's yeah. really like more more my
1: overall yeah. than yours. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a square, but I think like, I don't know, there's some things in there when you talk about John Rose. Like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the, in particular... The line from Jim Davis where he says the kind of poor sap who would get stuck with a cranky cat like Garfield is, is how I feel about the situation. <laughs> well, or I don't feel kind of with stuck you. with me.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I feel stuck with you, but well, that's good. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, they are quite the pairing. Mm-hmm. And I think we are, too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go your uh, uh, tie yourself, you're Garfield, and I'm uh, John Arbuckle. We truly love to see it. Yeah, with like, and I think you, uh, or maybe I have like a splash of Odie, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you have a splash of the of the kitten whose name escapes me. Normal. Normal. <laughs>
0: You know what? I will just take it. I don't know I don't, know, I don't know what
1: <laughs> I don't know what other characters there are in the Garfield uh, comic oh, strips.
0: There are plenty. Later, just go to Garfield.com and uh, Garfield and yourself, Garfield sponsor us. Have yourself a whirl.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. If you want to suggest, as Brian did, a tag yourself for Lauren and I to achieve. Just email us at moretalklessrock at gmail.com, and we will give it a whirl.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of More Talk, Less Rock.
0: Before we get on out of here, we are adding in a new bit to the end of every episode. Um, We've affectionately called it Rock Ons. Where we shout out something that we're just super hype on right now. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what is your rock on this week?
1: Um, today, I would like to uh, give a shout out to a phone game. It is called Mini Metro. Okay. I've been playing it almost nonstop uh, between that and Solitaire. Nice. And uh, it's like, it's a phone game where you. Um, there are stations that pop up, and then you have a certain number of lines and a certain number of like train cars, and then you have to like connect all the stops uh, without them like uh, overflowing or getting too many people, uh. um, making sure you have like the most efficient route. It's like, and also it like looks really great, and the music is very soothing, and it's like uh, a game that is like just in, like interesting enough and like puzzly enough to. Uh, keep my interest but um also very like pleasing and kind of relaxing to kind of just like connect all the dots I don't know it's been I've been spending a lot of my time uh in quarantine playing that game and it's been very fun and I highly recommend it rock on rock on rock on mini metro what are
0: you what are you gonna rock on My rock on this week is a show called Please Like Me by Josh Thomas. Um, It came out in 2013 and all four seasons, 32 episodes are on Hulu right now. But it's just like, a it starts with an early 20s Australian guy named Josh who, like in the first scene of the first episode, his girlfriend breaks up with him and he realizes he is gay and then it is all of the humorous shenanery that kind of ensues from there (laughs) but there's also like a lot of serious undertones to the things that are happening and i Mm -hmm. really like the way that show explores um like sensitive topics and uh i think it just does a really really good job of exploring different characters and different situations and I watched the whole thing within like a week's time. And I finished it yesterday and it was very sad. <laughs> and uh, that oh, show is really great. I think everybody should watch it. Rock on. I Please watch like it. me.
1: I have to watch that. It sounds yeah. really interesting. Yeah.
0: It check is. it out.
1: Very good. Hell yeah. Well, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> um, well, that's the episode, folks. We do all the things to make the show happen um, because we want to. And uh, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> we write it. We record it. We edit it. We make prep documents now. Um, we do make prep. We're doing a lot of prep work. We make feedback surveys. We, we run we, the social media. We're taking this very seriously. And, and so
0: <laughs> if you would rate and review it where you listen to it. That would help other people see it, Mm -hmm. Um, and that would be a great help to us to keep doing all of the things that we do to make it a thing that exists in the world.
1: Specifically, a five-star review. Um, Mm, If you, any other reviews, you can just hold on to those. Yeah, just Um, take them, put them in your back pocket. Save it for later, Um, but not for us. Agreed? (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) I'm Lauren. I'm Rachel. And And we're we're just happy happy to to be be here. here.
0: Hooray! That's an episode. Hooray! Of season two. My hips hurt.
1: My hips, <laughs> hurt. my hips hurt. My hips hurt. My hips hurt. There was like there was like a beep that just came from the computer over like something that you said, and it sounded like uh, your microphone was like real life censoring you. <laughs> like you just like you said some sort of curse word, and they were like, "We can't record that." We and can't record. Just it. Made like a beeping noise in my headphones. <laughs>